You know, when uh, I've had surgery, how many people here have ever had any type of surgery in their life? And, you know, and again, you understand, right? Physical pain, you understand. Major surgery, minor surgery. Major surgery is when it's happening to me. Minor surgery is when it's happening to you, right? So any surgery, and, and I can remember oftentimes, like I've had a couple surgeries, and I remember this, and you'll know what I'm talking about. After I got done, I, I, had a, I had melanoma removed off my back, and it was huge. And I mean, there was like 10 stitches, and they dug really deep. But when I got done, I was like, when it was happening, it kind of hurt. But when I got done, I remember I was like, ah, well, that's not so bad. Well, it's because I was numb. And the doctor said, Make sure, here's a prescription, you're going to want to pick it up because within a couple hours or less, it's going to hurt. And I'm like, I think I feel all right. I don't need to go get this yet. You all know what happened. Anybody been there? Yeah, yeah. Within about an hour, I was sitting on my couch and I was like, oh, oh. It's called pain management. Everyone say pain management. We understand pain management in the physical realm, don't we? So now anytime a doctor says, hey, even though you feel this way, pick up the medication, I'm beelining it for the, the, uh, the pharmacy to give my drugs because I'm gonna get, listen, get ahead of the pain. My concern is, is that we don't always understand how to get ahead of Life's pain. I'm going to give us two ways that I believe we can learn about life's pain. How do we get ahead of life's pain? Now, here's what I want you to, to notice what I said. How do, we, how do we grow and manage life's pain? I want you to notice I didn't say eliminate life's pain. I didn't say that. I didn't say, hey, I'm gonna teach all of you and let you know how do we eliminate life's pain. That would be, I would be a billionaire if we could figure that out, but it's not true. You can't do that. So we need to learn, how do I get ahead of life's pain? How to, listen, remember, we get ahead of the pain, right? In the physical, can, is it possible that we can get ahead of life's pain? I believe it is. Jesus told us we will have pain. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 16, verse 33. Now, these, this is Jesus' words. And it says, have I told you these things so that in me you may have peace? In this world you will have trouble. Everyone say trouble. Jesus warned us. He's letting us know. Hey, y'all. You're gonna have trouble. There's gonna be pain. Now he prefaced it first with that in me, you'll have peace. Listen, everyone say in me, which is Jesus, right? In me, you will have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome this world. So it was Jesus's idea to let us know ahead of time we would have pain and we would need to learn how to manage life's pain. As believers, 
I believe, even those of you that maybe don't believe in Jesus, listen, here's the number one thing. I have two things that we do. Here's the first one. And it has an A, B, C, D part to it. A, go to church. What? How do you stay ahead of life's pain? Go to church. You go to church. Again, we're looking for something super spiritual on what can I do? Those of us that are believers, I find people oftentimes in their life, something happens, there's a struggle, they're not connected in a body of believers and now they're panicking and they're not ahead of the pain. Does that make sense? They're just not. Here's what I don't want you to hear. Those of you watching online, those of you that are here, here's what I don't want you to hear. You're not a Christian if you don't go to church. I, that's, that's not true either. Listen, coming to church doesn't make you a Christian and a believer any more than standing in your garage saying, I'm a car. You can stand in your garage all day long and go, I'm a car. I'm a car because I'm in this space. Not true. So going to church, it isn't about going to church. It's the why do we go to church? And listen, going to church, this idea of going to church, how do we stay ahead of pain? We all have all kinds of pain. We have loss in our life. We do have physical pain, emotional pain, financial pain, family, relational pain. We have all kinds of pain. You see, but it's not my idea to go to church. Um, I'm gonna try to just read it from the back and sit it with my hands full, so bear with me. So it's, it's God's idea, not mine. Find it, I'm sorry. In Hebrews chapter 10, starting in verse 23. If you have your Bibles, you're taking notes, you wanna write this down, here's why. It's not a good idea just to trust everything that Larry Miller says. It isn't, or anyone else for that matter. That's how we end up with cults. Because people just sat and go, ah, it must be true, Larry said it. Now I tell my wife and kids that, but you shouldn't listen to that. Dad said it, it must be true. It's on the internet, it must be true. Saw it on Facebook, must be true. It's a good idea, the Bible tells us, that we should, we should search and seek, right? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We should take the scriptures, dig in, and try to find them. So let's read that. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. That's Hebrews 20. 20 and going on to say, not giving, now listen, not giving up meeting together as some are in a habit of doing. I'm gonna read that again. Don't give up meeting together as some people are doing right now. They just, they just don't come. They just don't meet. I don't need to, it's not a big deal. Now this isn't about beating people up for not coming to church, but I'm trying to help you to get ahead of the pain, of life's pain that's gonna come to you and it's gonna give you help. It says, giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more 
as you see that day approaching. So it just gave us a why. Number one is the number one reason it's gonna help us is go to church, part A. Why? Because you get encouraged. Hopefully, when you walk in this building, you see somebody that might pray for you, that says hi to you. You hear the word of God. It encourages you. It says, encourage one another. That's kind of hard to do when we live in a world of the noise that we live in, right? And we go to the places that we go that aren't quite so encouraging. Just going to church. Let me tell you a story. Um, just this past week, I was at the store and I had not seen this individual, this gentleman for, man, it's seven years, eight years. And I used to work in a factory and I remember working there. Now this is probably gonna step on some people's toes, but it's just the standard that our family set, right? It's just our family. It, it, you don't have to set the standard, but we, I just didn't work on Sundays. And here's why. I'll work for my employer, employer for six days I'm not coming Sunday, not even to help. Because a lot of times, see, we'll embrace, well, I just want to help the team out. I'm going to help the team out six days a week. That's how long you got me. Because my commitment of, to God, to family, to grow, to know God, to worship God happens on Sunday for me at our church. And so we're going. That's what we do. So this guy comes up to me, Larry, Larry, oh my gosh. And I thought, and this was a guy that was pretty rude, shrewd, crude dude when I worked with him. I gotta tell you something. And I said, you know, hey, what's up? He's like, I gave my life to Christ. I'm like, wow, that's awesome because you were a heathen. I didn't say that. But I, I, I tried, you know, have you ever met somebody and they say something and you don't want your face to show what's going on inside your mind and your body? Because I'm just like, oh, that, that's great. And inside I'm like, man, there is a God. And he said, now listen, here's the punchline. I remember for years working with you <clears throat> that you, you wouldn't work on Sunday. And just so you know, Larry, we used to make fun of you. And I was like, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> we used to make fun of you because you know, you was a Christian and all, and you did this and you did that. But here's what I remember that you did, is that you made a stand for this God that you said you knew, that you believed in, and you wouldn't work on a Sunday that I thought it was just ridiculous. And he said, and that stuck with me forever. And I've given my life to Jesus Christ, and I just wanted to share that with you, huh? Come on, folks. That's amazing. Now, if you have to work on Sunday, once again, there is now no condemnation for those of us that are in Christ. If you have to, then you have to. If you don't, I'm gonna strongly suggest don't. You got six other days. And it was that testimony that this guy said to me was like, you just said, and I would tell my boss that, you have me six days a week, you don't have me the seventh. I'm just not. Six days, bro. It's what you got. After that, as for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord all the time. Amen? So A, as we get to hear the word of God, we should provoke, the Bible says, to provoke one another to good works. What does that mean? 
Well, it means this. You don't have to go to church to be a Christian, but here's what I can tell you. I'm gonna give you a scenario. Um, I've trained at a gym my entire life. I trained some at home, but here's why. When I go to the gym, and it says, provoke, uh, I need you to get this, provoke one another to do good things. I go to the gym, I'm not feeling it. See some young kid over here grabbing the hundreds. Now this is when I was younger, <laughs> just so you know. I would see some other guy grabbing the 100 pound dumbbells. I'm like, okay, it's on, it's on. I got those and I hope he's watching when I walk right over and grab them too. He just provoked me to want to do better. Do you get it? You see, you come to church. If you don't come to church and you're just around hanging out with just family and that's fine or whatever, but we, you should come here and go, man, I see Anthony back there. He's serving doing lights. He actually cleans the church. Sometimes I watch Anthony and he starts telling me things that God is doing in his life when he's here cleaning. And listen, I stop for a minute and I'm like, well, that's nice, but that kind of takes me off. God's not telling me that stuff. I gotta get better. I gotta get better. I gotta start seeking God. Now, I'm not jealous, but it says that you can provoke, are you getting this? Going to church, it starts helping you to get better in the things of God. When you see a new person, like that guy that I saw at the grocery store get saved, Dude, it provoked me. I was like, wow, he's excited about Jesus. God saved his life. B, in part one, hear the word of God. Grow. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. Now, you can hear his voice at home, but how many of you know that it is encouraging, like when we do 21 days of prayer? I mean, because we can, we can have prayer, we can have things. When you come in and somebody says, hey, I've been praying for you. I've been praying for you. Here's some direction that you might need. How many of you know that our, you know, that, that lead pastor, Pastor Josh Pennington, how many of you know that he hears from God? How many of you? A few of you. I'm not sure what the rest of you come. If you don't think he's hearing from God, he hears from God. There's a message, message series that's coming up starting next week. You don't want to miss it. It's about margin in our life and why we're doing the things that we're doing and what we're getting out of it. Why? Because for such a time as this, in this particular body, there's churches all over that are amazing. But God is speaking to this body through Pastor Josh for us to hear. And if you're not here and you don't get to hear, listen, you're going to miss it. Everyone stay, say, stay ahead of the pain. We gotta stay ahead of the pain. This is what's gonna help us so that when we get and we feel pain, we're gonna be able to fall back. The, the medicine has already started. I told my wife I wasn't gonna do this, but I'm, I'm gonna do it. There are pills in here. She goes, oh, this is such a dad joke. Are you ready? Should I do it? I gotta do it now, don't I, Josh? It's like, I said, dear, I'm gonna tell him there's pills in this, but we should make sure that we stick to the gospels. That was, I kind of thought that's how that would go. She was right. I never, ever should have said it. But we get direction in what God wants us to do when we come to church. Can you get direction at home? Absolutely. 
I'm not saying that. But there's a different kind of direction when two or more are gathered in the midst that the Holy Spirit, the anointing, a lead pastor, a praise and worship leader, people in this congregation can speak to you that you would never get if you don't grace through the doors. Ladies and gentlemen, I've never, myself, have ever went to church. It's kind of like going to the gym. It's, sometimes it's tough getting there. It is. You know, it's tough. You go, but I've never went to the gym and said that was the worst day of my life. I've never come to church and said, that was the worst day of my life. I have always enjoyed it, loved it, and God has always spoken to me through someone and through his word for my behalf. It's just good being here, man. It's good being here. C, comfort. When you come to church, you get comfort. You get comfort, encouragement, prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, 11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, up just as in fact you are doing. Well, how do you build each other up if y'all don't show up? We gotta show up so we can grow up. We gotta show up so we can build up. We gotta show up so we can get filled up. Does that make sense? We show up and God shows up. Again, it's not the building, be it beautiful as it is. It's the spirit of God that dwells in this place. First Thessalonians, it tells us, go be around people who can build you up because I have to tell you, like the guy at the grocery store, you heard what he said. You do know we were making fun of you. Yeah, I, I knew that. This is a big shocker. And he said, it was behind your back. And I said, not really. <laughs> not really. I, I knew it. Really? Yeah, I, I knew it. It's okay. It's all right. You see, they weren't building me up. My work there wasn't building me up, but it was, it was a place that I could dump into and be a witness and tell people and serve. Jesus, in case this is a spoiler alert, Jesus didn't go or come for people who did not need a physician, but for those that do. That's who he came for. He came for those who needed help. D, community of people, relationships. Community of people and relationships. So many times I hear from people, church seems big, church seems small. I don't know, here's what's going on. Listen, walk up to somebody and just say hi. I don't know your name, who are you? Who are you? What do you do here? How many of you think, um, it's not a trick question, and how many of you think that the, the parking team does an amazing job of connecting with people when they come in here? They, they just do. And I said that to say, we have a lot of great people serving in this church, a lot of great people. But over here to my left, and I'm not gonna embarrass him, and he won't be, and it's Tyler Hill. Tyler, raise your hand real quick. Tyler Hill, man, he's a great guy. And um, Tyler wasn't always a good guy. 
like me, I wasn't always saved. I walk in it now, but I wasn't always that nice guy and neither was Tyler. Tyler had issues, he had problems. But God, everybody say, but God. But God, when we submit and we hear, because he's always talking, he's talking to somebody, he's talking to some of you this morning. He's talking to you. Well, you don't, Larry, you don't have to go to church. No, I, no, you do not. You do not. Any more than you have to go to the gym. And I'm going to say this, and it might sound arrogant. In all my years of competing, and I know for a fact, I would ask people where they worked out. Some of them would say at home. Not a single one of them ever beat me in anything that I did in competition. Why? Not because I was great. Because when you go to the gym, when you go to this place, you get encouraged, you get stronger, you get better, you know the moves, you're gonna train harder because you're in competition. Staying at home is never gonna help you stay ahead of the pain that is going to come your way because Jesus said it would. Back to Tyler. You know, who would have thought, Tyler, that five years ago that you were, this month, in case you didn't know it, every month we, we pick, we, we decide who is like the ultimate server that killed it last month, and this month, it's Tyler Hill. He was server of the month, man. Hey, but here's, it's to give glory to God. He's the miracle worker. He's the miracle worker in Tyler's life. Tyler will tell you, if you start talking to Tyler, he's gonna shift and bring it right back to Jesus Christ who changed his life. Not him, Jesus Christ. It's what Tyler's gonna do. He's gonna divert it. Yeah, no, man, I'm still a scumbag, he might say. But he's gonna say, it's all about Jesus. See, but it's community. I'm gonna move on. I'm not gonna do those other ver the verses, guys. As a believer is number two. The first one was come to church with a whole lot of A, B, C, Ds, right? When you come to church, it was God's idea. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, even the more when you see that day approaching. Encouraging one another, speaking to each other in spiritual songs and hymns, praising God, praying for one another. Well, that's kind of hard to do if you don't come here. Well, see, you're getting this gospel in you so that when something does come that's tragic, it's still tragic. Listen, I didn't say that there wouldn't be pain. Jesus didn't say that there wouldn't be pain, but he said, train for it, get ready, so that when you have it, you've already created that pain management. You're getting ahead of it. You've taken the gospel. It's right inside of you. So when that pain comes, you know exactly where you need to go, and it's not the medicine cabinet, but it's the word of God that confirms everything that you have heard and that he has said, and though it seems I have left you I am by your side. I will never leave you nor forsake you even until the end of the world. I am with you. Oh, hallelujah. Woo. Pain's gonna come. Lastly, number two. Daniel, if you could come and help me. You know, Jesus asked, 
who or the, the, the disciples came to Jesus. And it's interesting, if you really read the story, you know, man, the disciples, they were as crazy as we are. They, they really were. And they're just people, y'all. And Jesus heard them talking amongst themselves, saying, I don't know, man, I think, I think Jesus likes me best. He heard them. It says he kind of heard them in their conversation. And they were talking. Well, I don't know. I, I've been rubbing elbows with him. I've been, I've been doing this and I've been doing that. I think he likes me. And if you think about it, you know, Jesus heard them. He, he heard them because he came up to them and he said, hey, what are you guys talking about? Have you ever been in a conversation that, that you shouldn't have been at work, here, and you're talking about something or someone that you shouldn't be, and the person walks up, and they're like, hey, what are you guys doing? And everybody's like, talking about you? <laughs> you don't say that, but you're like, nothing. And in your mind, you're like, oh my gosh, did they hear me? Did they hear us? Have you ever been, I've been there. And I'm like, you know, they had to tell me today, Ronnie came up to me, my mic wasn't even on, and it was right prior to service at the nine minute mark where we're online, and we have microphones in here that are really high, and he came up to me super respectfully, and he's like, hey, is your battery pack on? And I'm like, no. And he's like, we can hear you online. Oh, sorry. He says, I'm just saying, not trying to be mean. He was super polite, but he was saying, dude, you're really loud. We're online right now. Go somewhere else and talk. <laughs> Ronnie's a great guy. We have some amazing people in this church, y'all. You're amazing people. You're amazing people. But Jesus said, what are y'all talking about? And they're like, uh, we, and they knew they had been had. They knew it because then they gave it up. They're like, well, we can't lie. I know he heard us. Especially you, Peter. You're so stinking loud anyway. Think you're the best. And they said, Jesus, we were just discussing who is the greatest in this kingdom? Who is the greatest of, of the guys that are following you right now? Just say in this group, just say, I mean, I'm asking for a friend. Who would you say is the greatest? And we all know what Jesus said. This is the number two. How do I get ahead of life's pain? Is you serve. Because when you're serving others, Jesus said, what you have done and to the least of these you have done unto me. When you fed the hungry, well, I can do that myself. You can, let me help you. We can feed a whole lot more with all of us. Does that make sense? You can, you can, you can do it on your own. I don't believe that's the way the scriptures teach us is to do stuff on our own. If you do anything on your own, go pray. 
We can visit people in jail. We can give. Hopefully you know that $1 from one person doesn't go quite as far as $1 from a thousand people to reach people for Jesus. All of us together here, learning, growing, serving with opportunity. There's an opportunity right across the hallway. So remember, stay ahead of the pain. You know, my wife and I, we, we went to church. We used to go to a church. It was in Columbus years ago and our kids were young. So I understand, I understand young kids. I think we had a, a maybe a three-year-old, seven-year-old and we were going to this church, 45 minutes from our house. And we went, some of you can relate to this. Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. So why do you tell us that? It's not bragging, here's what I'm telling you. Is that the work that you do as an athlete, as a lifter, losing weight, doing anything, I tell people this all the time, what you do today shows up on the playing field in three months, six months, a year. Some of the stuff that we have reaped and benefited from was from 1982. Went to a little Baptist church. Some of the stuff that I have today in God is from doing that then. See, I think sometimes we think, well, I went to church and there's nothing. Uh, I didn't get anything. Well, I'm not sure what you were trying to get, but at the end of the day, let me ask you a question. What'd you give? I mean, John F. Kennedy said it best. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Let me rephrase that and say, in all due respect, we say, what can my church do for me but rather say, what can I do for the church and God? Serve. So across the hall, we can grow. There's an opportunity. Get people signed up. There's a lot of different classes about finance. My wife is leading one uh, and with a couple other ladies, and it's going to be awesome. And I think she said together, is Donna in the house? No? Yes, Donna, how many years do y'all got together? Three of you? Oh, good night. 123 years of experience between the three of them. You might wanna sign up for that one. I think there's some wisdom there, don't you? Sign up, get across the hall and say, God, what do you have for me here? Listen, you can come, walk through the door, sit down, leave and go home. You can do that. Or, or I can provoke you. I might've ticked you off already, but I might provoke you to do good works. Serve God with all your heart. Lastly, I'll close with this. One of the other reasons why we come to church, and you can do this at home, but there's something about that's gonna happen when I read the book of Revelation. You know, 
What an incredible thing. And no, I don't understand it all, so please don't ask me. You know, I gotta take four of these just sometimes to read that and try to understand it. But here's what I do understand. When I read the part that I understand, not about heads and how many heads and eyes and feet and, ah, eh, you know, doesn't matter, whatever, you can get into that. So we can get it so deep that then I don't have to do anything because I don't understand it. But here's the part I understand. It says that there are people there and it's loud and they're worshiping God with everything they have. 